0: You're listening to Amplified Impact episode number 52. Oh my goodness, you guys! One entire year of me showing up and hanging out with you. Today, we're gonna dive into an interview with my coach herself, Shoshana Raven. I am so excited. She is the coach that really held the space for me to expand and grow beyond my wildest dreams. And this is what I love about long-term mentorship is looking back where I was six months ago when I hired her and where I am now, and I'm just not the same person. And I've been following her since March of 2020, and she's literally so far from that person. But as we invest, We invest in who we're becoming every time we get on the yoga mat, every time we work out, every time we do something over an extended period of time. We have to zoom out to really see the shift and changes that we make. Because if you look back at your life one year ago, or you look back five years ago, the shift and the change is different. Wow, what about 20 years ago? Ooh, consistency will change your life in anything that you do. When you zoom out and you see the big ch- picture, everything is different. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram at Amber Hagberg, say hi. If you love this episode so much that you want to head over to Apple iTunes and leave us a five-star review, that would be so amazing for you to be the reason that we are Amplified Impact, making waves in the world. Today, we are going to dive into all things mentorship, mastermind, growth, and business. The woman as a whole, I present to you, Shoshana Raymond. So, you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside out. All right, I am so excited. Today we have Shoshana Raven as promised. Thank you for being here.
1: Amber. I can't think of a better way to spend my Saturday morning. I'm so thrilled to be here with your gorgeous community and see where this goes.
0: Oh, yes. I want to start out like you're in the middle of doing Launchpad right now, um, your new mini short verse program. And I just listened to a recording and you called me out like we did a discovery call back in um, February of 2021. And I got scared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it wasn't um until I I came to your retreat in Guatemala that I like jumped all in like after being in your world and in your energy that I said yes um one thing that I love about the way in which you coach is like a no now doesn't mean no forever can you kind of speak on that evolution because I know
1: <laughs> I know yes. that
0: challenging for some
1: Absolutely. Well, Amber, you are an absolute gift to my life. It has been so incredible to see you grow and evolve. And you are a friend, a sister, a client, a community member that also holds me. And I think that's one of the most beautiful parts about mentorship when we move from just someone with information that people want to you know, learn from to let's actually do life together and get to know each other. And, you know, when I drop into the mastermind, people are asking about my vacation or my romance or how I'm feeling. And then we get to like, really know each other and really see each other's hearts. So thank you for also holding me and my own spaces and having grace and patience and love with me. That has been the most amazing journey. And then seeing you go through your business evolution and really shifting to a more organic strategy that felt more aligned with your heart. But that's just scratching the surface of the growth I've seen within you. I mean, birthing a human, becoming a mom, um, (laughs) growing your own communities, the way you've been connection and sisterhood Um, and being so brave, you know, being in your, I think you're in your second trimester, right? at the at the Guatemala retreat i think mm-hmm. even just your presence there was just so inspiring you know for everybody there so everywhere you walk you uplift people you inspire people and i'm just so grateful for your mission on this earth not only to elevate teachers and yoga teachers but it has become so much more all encompassing than that so that has been beautiful and i was teaching in launchpad about really doing the things like I'm all about taking action and really taking action also from our heart, right? So being strategic and having your CEO hat on and saying, here are the things that I know that I can do to build trust with my community, to inform people about what I have going on, to um, really position myself in leadership. Um, And then from there, detaching, you know, and We get to care and we get to want to work with people and we get to want things to grow. But what I see is a lack of just patience and long term vision sometimes in this industry because there is such an availability for quantum growth, quantum leaps. You know, we talk about 2.5 million organically in two years at Living Brave. Like that's insane. But the reason that I share that is not because. I want people to rush. It's because I want people to see, like, whoa, that's possible. Because I know if I didn't see things like that, I don't know if I would have had the goals that I had, or the vision, or the dream that would have informed my actions. So, what I was sharing about is that we can trust once we do the things and we go all in. We're in no plan B. I'm taking the action that I know is going to set myself up for you know the most success and I can have. To call in my clients, and I get to also trust people and their timeline and lengthen my time horizon things start to become so much less urgent, which is a very masculine energy um, and outcome oriented. When you really see things in a holistic way, you see everything that you do in your business, even a discovery call with a dream client that doesn't work out as an asset, as something that nothing is wasted, you know, a seed that is planted. And in that moment, you know, you are a dream as you still are. I was like, I'd love to work with her. It was for a leadership mastermind but you didn't jump in right away. And we stayed connected. You know, it wasn't like that short outcome oriented thing. Like it's a no, okay, out of my world, you know, how dare that happen? It was like, okay, you know, feel maybe some disappointment. And then I want to get to know this person. I trust their timing. You know, I trust that sometimes people just aren't ready. And when we did work together, it's like, I can't imagine it any other way, you know, and that's a year and a half later. And I know, as I continue to grow in this business, it's going to be five years, 10 years down the road, people coming and leaving and coming back again. And that's the most beautiful thing when we're building legacy work. It's like, I'm not in this for a year, two years, even five, I'm here for my, my lifetime. So I can trust in people and their decision and their timing, and also be more in my feminine in um, a sales process where I really trust people to lead themselves. So when you led yourself, you know, that's where you got the best results because you were all in, you knew, okay, I'm ready now. It didn't come from anyone convincing you. And then you led yourself so powerfully through the programs and through taking the action. And that's why you're where you are right now.
0: Mm, Yeah, I love you. Thank you so much for for that reflection, because I know coming from a more masculine driven um, coach, it was like a no now means basically no forever. And since I was my own client in that, like, oh, I just wasn't ready to work with you yet. I needed more time. And you held that space for me. It's like you allowed me to rise with you rather than being like, oh, she's never going to come back and that's what what I really love about you as a mentor is like you do life with people, you know, it's like, I'm going to go to Bali. I'm going to go to New York. Who's there? Who can I hang out with? You know, you really value friendship just as much as you do like coaching. And I think that when people realize this isn't a short term, like let's, let's get as rich quick as we can. It's like, how can we change more lives and, and let people rise with us? And one conversation I know that you have a lot is like, it's not about the money, but it's about the money. And I think like, you're the first coach that I hired that it wasn't like, Oh, this, this amount of time to 10 K this amount of time to 20 K it was like, there was no guarantee in the financial growth. And I was like reflecting, like coming to be in six months of our, our time together, just my own human evolution of the way I've shifted my business, but how I've grown. I I've seen that organic does really work and I've quantum leaped in maybe not a financial way, but in the human evolution way, when I look back and think like, wow, this all happened in six months, like Shoshana, I want to work with you. I don't want to create any new programs. I just want to reach more people. And here I am like four or five programs later, completely (laughs) shifting my business.
1: I love that so much. And Amber, I feel like we've had so many conversations around no true wealth because wealth as I see it is my experience of life now. And what's been so humbling, you know, I just invested multi six figures in my own growth and mentorship, and to be around and in a mastermind with other women, you know, at the multi seven eight figure level. And our first call was worth that entire investment, not for the reason you might think. (laughs) It was for the reason of realizing that the same fears, the same doubts, the same insecurities come with you at every step of the game. And this is not to say that these women are not extraordinary and so brave and so brilliant. Right. And the conversation definitely does elevate, but that there is no place of the journey where enough money is going to cover up the real work, the inner work, the inner wealth. And so I want to create millionaires from the inside out. Right. It's like how healing to know that somebody who is making you know multi six figures a month is like stressed that they're having a lower month that instead of now only two people joined, I wanted 10. It's only 20 joined. I wanted a hundred, you know, and that's why I'm like, I promise. It matters who you are as you make the money. It matters how you relate to the money in your life because money is just money, just a value placement. It just goes on top of the person that you are and it gives you options. So my life has improved with wealth because I get to amplify my mission, my intentions. I get to express myself in new ways. But if it is layered on top of scarcity, on top of a lack of priorities, on top of not enoughness, it just amplifies that and creates, can create an addiction to something external, just like anything else in our lives. So wealth, my experience of my life in the now, the richness and depth of my experience in the now. So my relationship to my life and money being a tool for wealth and also a, a tool that we get to use to create more wealth, right? So I use money to create wealth in my life, whether that's through experiences, that's through things, that's through giving, that's through investments, you know, to enrich my experience. And then sometimes we invest money is so that money comes back in terms of more money, which it's only worth something if it actually creates wealth in your life. If it doesn't create wealth in your life, it's just a pursuit of something that is Just not even real. It's cold, hard cash, right? So it means what you make it mean. And so that is one of the greatest reflections I could receive because your income generating potential is directly connected in this business, in a personal brand, in a heart led business to who you are and how wealthy you feel from the inside out. So it's like, sure, you can make 20K in a month, but if you're burnt out and stressed out and working eight hours a day, that's not really sustainable to me. But if I help somebody, you know, feel rich in their life now, generate momentum in a way that feels supportive for them. That's the compound growth that's available over a lifetime from that place An actual sustainable way makes me really excited.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think what you're, what you're saying to me is like, think about how many people in the world are wealthy and they're unhappy. And like the shift that happens for like the women in your community and the women that we're creating today, it's like they're fulfilled from the inside out. So more just gets to amplify that happiness that they already have. And I think that's why a lot of women still hold that like money's a negative like thing in the world is, is because of just that they see all these healthy, uh, wealthy people. And they're like, I don't want that. They're greedy. They're this. And one thing that you say that really like stands out is like, it just amplifies who you are. So it's like looking at money as like this of energy and if you're full of love and light and you know connected to yourself then you just get to amplify that and you get to be bigger and I love like the different versions and layers of you that I've got to meet like the first time I started following you our dear friend Raya introduced me to you and oh my gosh just started um And I was in India in lockdown and I know you're so connected to India as well, but it was like, I was following you, secretly following you, um, (laughs) binging all of your uh, masterclasses. And just to see like, you know, even in your membership vault, the woman that you were then, and the woman that you are today, it's like, you're, you're so much different, but you're the exact same
1: inside. Mm, Thank you for that reflection. I think that one thing that happens when we start to grow so fast and we're expressing ourselves, is this like, it's a, it's, it's shocking sometimes to our ego because, you know, you've experienced this too, Amber. And like I was a yoga teacher and then I was teaching yoga teachers and wait, but now I want to do this other thing. And am I allowed, you know, now that I have options, am I allowed to express myself? And who am I when I have options? Who am I when I can't be wrong? Who am I when it doesn't matter if it works, what would I do if it would work? You know, like, that has been one of the craziest journeys (laughs) of my life. And we can't explore that unless we're connected to who we really are. If I'm like, wow, this crazy ride of who I am, how I express myself, what I speak about. But I know at the core that my heart is the same, that my heart is only getting bigger. And I have to be okay with the fact that not everybody can see that. And for some people, it might look like I've changed so much or they can't relate to me anymore, but I have to value leadership over relatability. I... I have to be okay with the fact that I might be not be relatable to who I used to be relatable to. And I think a lot of people say they want change, but they're actually afraid of change because what if I can't relate to people and the way that I used to? Well, that's not leadership. We always say like, just Lady Gaga (laughs) care about being relatable, Mm -hmm. right? You, you are a leader. You go first, you go first and you amplify the parts of you that are most different. You express yourself the biggest that you can so that somebody out there who's just waiting for that permission gets to see themselves in you. And they can't do that. If we're trying to be small, If we're trying to be who we used to be, you know, that's, um, that's why I, I have really spoken about expansion and my mastermind expand, because I kept finding that women were coming to me saying, I want to tear it all to the ground. Like, I want to totally shift what I'm talking about. I'm not lit up about what I used to do. And I'm like, this is normal. You know, you, you should want to grow. You should want to change, you know, at some point, you want to find the edge of your voice. You want to find the gap in the conversation and be bold and brave and feel that excitement of like, oh, am I really doing this? Like, it feels stretchy. It feels uncomfortable. Here we go. And that has been so much fun because at the core for any business owner listening to this, it's like knowing your values, knowing your mission, knowing your why, that's the thing that's going to change the least, right? So Living Brave started as a podcast. I had no intention of monetizing it. I was just like, I need to share my story. I spoke openly about general herpes, about HSV. I had some amazing people on the podcast speaking about, you know, other taboos and shameful things and just, I really shared my heart and soul in that way. So It's all about shame slaying and unapologetic expression, limitless potential and really in our truth. And then from there, it's like the offers get to change, the niche gets to change, the vibe gets to change, your branding, it gets to change and it should change over time.
0: Yeah. And, you know, if I I can say anything, it's like, you gave me such full permission to continue to grow. And and in that, it was like, I was scared to watch my own evolution. And I know like you say that too. It's like, but what, what happens if I come out about genital herpes? What happens if I show up and still like lead myself through this heartbreak, you know, the, the ways in which you led yourself, it's like, you allowed me that permission because you'd done it yourself. And I've been able to like witness you in that journey and evolution and it's like i think people aren't going to come with you you know i told you like when i start to share about money um i get people unfollowing me all the time and then you're like yeah me too <laughs> and it's like <laughs> well what what happens when we start to have that conversation it's like well we get to amplify the way in which that we're growing and one thing that i always talk about to my clients is like what is your mission? What, what impact do you want to have? And let, let that come with you. And you, you just said that exact same thing. And it's like that, that doesn't change, but what you start teaching on changes because you're growing as a human. And I think that's what I love so much about going from a yoga teacher to more of a coach, uh, a mentor is that like, I've been leading myself through doing my own personal practice, studying the, the sutras and the Bhagavad Gita and it's all the same. Like everything that I'm evolving into is all yoga as well. So I don't have to be one or the other, but I find that as I start to evolve into the life coach, the business mentor, it's like the money conversation gets unfollowed because people don't want to look at that like relationship that they have with money and creating wealth. And it's still this like heavy energy.
1: Mm, absolutely. And you know, it's been said but like people will, reject you, will not like you, will get you wrong, even if you're trying to be somebody or not. So you might as well be exactly who you are. And I'm a lot less worried about abandonment when I know I won't abandon myself you know i'm a lot less worried about people rejecting me if i'm not self rejecting so it's so important to just be exactly who we are that is our greatest shot a true love a true connection and if someone's not ready for it we also get to trust that we cannot be for them and trust in people's journey just like we said it took us a year and a half you know to work together i trust that it might take someone 3 years 4 years to say wow that experience I had with Shosh where I was so triggered and I ghosted her and I um, blocked her and I canceled her, whatever it was, or that woman that like really inspired, but inspired me, but I unfollowed cause I just couldn't see it. Like now I've gone through my own evolution journey. I have grown. Maybe I've become successful and I kind of understand some things now and I want to thank her and I'm going to come back in her world and people gain a level of self-awareness to know that, If I activate you, if I make you uncomfortable, some people just aren't at the level yet where it's like, oh, it's not her it's illuminating something within me. And I have been at phases of my journey where I didn't have that level of self-awareness. I'm like, Ooh, I feel uncomfortable around you. Ooh, you don't make me feel good. Unfollow, block, mute. But then you type their name in the search bar and you want to know what they're doing. It's like, okay, that's a green light. There's something for you there. Right. And then some you get to a point where you're like, Oh, is there something I'm rejecting within myself that that person is expressing? Oh, is this jealousy? Jealousy being um, a very helpful emotion. Like I desire something that this person has. Now can I gift myself the gift of inspiration or even working with this person to learn how they did it so I could do it in my way versus judging myself or fearing or self-rejecting around the jealousy? It's the emotion around the jealousy, right? How can I really look at this person and ask like, wow, what is this activating within me? And we know when it's like when it's a strong reaction, when someone's just not ready for the money content, like "Mm, doesn't, doesn't work with me, then they're able to unfollow. You know, it means more about them than you, but when we feel a really strong reaction to somebody's expression, it's not about them, right? The trigger is when there's like the nervous system is like alarm system firing, (laughs) you know, we know when we're triggered in relationship, it's like, I can't think straight. And that's when it's like, oh, thank goodness. I have women tell me, thank you so much for triggering me. You know, I I look at my own triggers of like, oh, thank God. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is coming up. So I can finally skim it off the surface, the subconscious thing that was weighing me down, that was blocking me so I can move forward in a more empowered way. And it's so cool, the work that we're doing and healing the sisterhood wounds, healing the motherhood wounds, healing the abandonment wounds. Um, That's what makes this industry so incredible and also so hard sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's almost like, you know, here again, yoga is rising into the conversation because it's like your inner world mirrors your outer world. And so it's like, if you're like, why did you say that? Why did you do that? And you're pointing the finger outside. It's really that just holding the mirror back up to you. But there's so many times where like, we don't want to look at that mirror. It's oftentimes why like we'll leave a relationship when it gets hard or stop being friends with someone or unfollow a certain coach that starts to go um, into the direction of money or something like that. And I think too, it's like when we're when we're committed to growing and evolving we end up here it's like we accidentally unaccidentally become coaches because this is like the place of human evolution and something that you know you've been bringing into the conversation in our boxer chat is masterminds and the abandonment wounds and like the celebration wounds and the scarcity wounds and the, maybe I should be quiet wounds. And just, you get to see all of your shadows rise when you come into a group of a mastermind where women are making less than you, and it's causing you to feel scarce or women are making more than you. And it's causing, you know, you to feel like you're not enough. And I think that for me, when I came into the mastermind specifically, it was like, I don't belong here. I'm not enough. I want to be quiet. And so then it's like, you know, this is where we get to grow and we're like, oh, what would it be like to let my voice be heard? What would it be like to like, instead of her celebration, make me feel less than let that expand me and allow me to grow and see like, actually she's just mirroring back to me. What's freaking possible for me in my life. And I think that that's like what you are for so many is like, I am just here mirroring to you, your potential when you tap into the heart.
1: Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's so cool. And we're like, wow, I feel this. What does that mean? How can I move past it? Rather than I feel this, something's wrong. I got to go. And I think that is, you know, some of the stuff we need to clean up in the industry is like, this isn't what I thought. This doesn't feel good. I want to leave, you know, versus I'm committed to this. This is what it's about. It's not what I thought, but now I get to source my power and really become like unshakable and become rock solid on that journey and really lean in. So even yesterday, you know, I started a year long mastermind and I found myself because my spaces are so electric. They're like the chat box has hundreds of comments, <laughs> like the Voxers can be like really active. And I value that so much. And I'm in a room with all of these like, you know, incredible women. And I'm just, I start. I am like, so overly excited. I'm a goofball. I looked up, <laughs> I Googled goofy the other day. Cause my boyfriend was like, you're a goofball. I'm like, what does that even mean? It says harmlessly eccentric. I was like, yes, I'm harmlessly eccentric. I'm so overly excited. And I found a part of me wanted to be like, wait, don't come in too hot. Like don't be too happy. Don't be too active. So I'd like some, write something in the chat and then I'd want to like delete it. I'm like, I've said too much. I'm like, What? the heck is going on here? <laughs> you know, like this, is, this is a really interesting like inner process. And so what's so cool with self-awareness is like, oh, this is like a weird block that I think I'm, I'm too much and they're not going to like me. So I get to share that with them later. Like, you know, and I realized that trying to be cool never really worked for me. So I'm going to be overly excited. And yeah, actually some people aren't going to like that. like, that's my truth. And that's how I desire to be. You know, I want to be active. I want to be supportive. I want to be answering people's questions. And that's exactly as I am. And if I choose that I belong, if I decide I belong and I claim a seat at the table, then I get to belong. If I wait for someone to tell me you belong, I'm not going to belong. And a lot of us are waiting for someone to say you belong, you're welcome here. We love the way you are rather than this is how I am. I'm so excited to be here. I'm pulling up a seat and it's a different energy and all of these dynamics, like it's truly the, this industry, especially leadership coaching that we're doing Amber. It's like, (laughs) it's amazing. You know, my dad was at my, my, party here in Denver. It was a living brave to your party. And a ton of my clients were there. And he even reflected to me a couple days ago. He's like, that party was insane. He's like, these are these beautiful, like powerful, confident women with these amazing. Di- I, he's like, I can't even explain it to people. <laughs> like when I came to that party, what I saw, like these women who are just walking together and rising together and everybody is like calibrating to what we the other one does best. Like, Oh, you're really good at marketing. Oh, you're really good at communication. Oh, you're really knowledgeable about the grieving process and grief and loss. Like, Oh wow. You really know about feminine energy and magnetism. And then we're all in a room together and we get to learn from each other and grow together. And it's like collapsing timelines and really compounding and being invested in each other's growth and evolution. And that's the coaching industry. And that's when we go from, I feel good to but there's a limitless place you get to go, like from good to more, to elevated lifestyle, to elevated experience, to lifting standards, to having rock solid boundaries, to being self-led. It's so incredible.
0: Mm, yeah. And I feel so good. At, I feel so good at everything that you're saying, because it's like sometimes, you know, the in the coaching world, depending on who you're following and where you're at, it's like, you need me. And in order to learn this, like you need my program. And it's like for the women in your community, it's like, do you want to be more like investing in me because you desire to grow as a human, not because what where you're at isn't enough. And I think that's like empowered marketing and and business versus non-empowered and like scarcity and like fear. And so I think that like, it feels so much better when you invest in a coach because you desire to go deeper rather than you want to be fixed or corrected. And what you said at the beginning of, of that as well, I want to come back to is, the more you, you say this quote often is like, the more me I am, the more money I make, the more ample, the, the more impact I have. And it's like being a goofball, being silly, being you, it's like, how many times growing up did you hear like, you're too loud? You're too much. Can you calm down? Can you not cry? And it's like, we were so, um, I guess not I shouldn't say everyone, but in in the culture of like the United States and in certain families, it's like, don't feel that don't be that and not giving ourselves permission to just show up fully as we are and blow up the chat box if we desire or something in your space is like, hey, like, I'm really growing and my program is filling and I have all these ideas and I still feel these human emotions. Okay, welcome. You get to be human as well.
1: Absolutely. And giving that permission that like, like we talked about before, there's no stage of the journey where you're not a human and it's like, no one, we tend to only market to people really, really struggling. And it's like, no, we can have it figured out. We can be growing. We can be evolving. We can believe in ourselves and we still desire support, you know, like that has been the most powerful thing to call in women who believe in themselves, who know their limitless potential and who still desire support when they forget who they are, still desire a space to be like, and I'm afraid, you know, and that is just the most beautiful thing that our visionary self gets to grow alongside our human self. And it's deep, it's deep work. Yeah. Mm
0: And I'm curious for you, like, what if someone's just getting into coaching and they're like, how do I get in it? What even is coaching? Like, what would you tell someone that's like, coaching is starting to enter their world. They're hearing about it. They've met a friend that does it. And it's like, they're intrigued.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What I love about <clears throat> the coaching space and coaching for me, it's like a lot of the people I start working with realize they've been coaching for a long time and it's a lot of people who have considered themselves leaders for a long time who love to give advice i'm a projector so It's like the best profession for me because I've been giving advice and coaching for a long time. And the projector theme is like, wait for the invitation. So now people (laughs) invite me to give them, (laughs) to give them advice rather than me just being like, wait, we should do it this way and this way. And have you thought about this? Like everyone that I've ever lived with and dated ended up quitting their jobs and going and traveling the world. You know, like I loved coaching people into doing what they really love. I didn't know it was coaching. And then I realized that there's a whole profession that's like giving advice and guidance and um for a lot of people in the beginning, just having a third party, somebody who is non-biased, someone who's not gonna make you wrong, try to fix you, have all these preconceived notions about you, and just listen to where you're at and help you stay accountable, like without even saying a word, that is worth so much. That is worth so, so much. And then from there, you start to if you become a coach who starts to gain the skill set. You know whether that's certifications or you know you have invested a lot of time and energy into learning the Yoga Sutras or you have you know life experience in building businesses or life experiences in you know moving through heartbreak and then you're a heartbreak coach like you have information you know maybe you teach energetics um, then you can start to actually give people tools you know embodiment work maybe you move through embodiment work with your clients and do some talking and then from there you become someone who has coached, you know, the information, and then you start to live your life with this perspective of what if my clients are always watching, what is the highest level version of me look like? And you start to take your own advice. And this is where we walk into the mentor role, right? It's like people work with me, not just because of what I know, but who I am. And that's Limitless because people will no longer pay you per hour, they'll pay you for the value. If I could say something that unlocks something within you forever, it doesn't matter if it takes five minutes or five hours or five years, if it's worth ten thousand dollars, it's worth ten thousand dollars and more, and the ROI is limitless, right? So that's where we really start to see this industry being uncapped in terms of people who are really like so invested in their growth. So for me, it's like I'm so invested in my growth, I'm like binging coaching programs. I'm so highly invested in mentorship. I'm like elevating my life at all standards to match, you know, my values and who I am at living brave. I'm walking through everything in my life as the embodiment of my brand. And I'm working on my embodiment every day. So the more me that I am, the more I embody my values, the more I embody my work, the more my coaching just becomes so impactful. And then that, Of course, the more money that I make, the more magnetic that I am, the more impactful my coaching is. And then people want to share about it and people want to keep working with me. So that's like the journey. But when we're first getting started, it's like, if you're, don't enter the profession because it's like, oh, you can make a lot of money doing it, you know, because the timeline is going to look different for everybody. And this is like deep work. Um, I love my work. I feel like I have a great work-life balance, but it's not a profession that's going to work for you if you just want to make money and then unplug. It's like you got to care and you can't fake caring. And there's going to be hard things that you move through with people dynamics and with your own stuff coming up. So what I would first do is just work on sharing your heart especially if you're using online platforms. So sharing your heart, sharing your values, sharing your mission, um, starting to open up and let people feel you and experience you, talking about your life experiences, talking about the way you see life and the world so that when you do put out an offer, you've already built relationships, you've already built trust and it's just a natural pathway. And I see what people try to do is like, they've been using Instagram as like posting, you know, (laughs) just posting food pictures and travel pictures. And then it's like, I want to start a whole new account and just sell a coaching program. What it is most likely going to be in the beginning is, you start to share more online with the people who already know you already love you, already trust you. And you say, I'm going to start using this platform in a new way. I'm really inspired to share what I've learned with people. And I really want to walk with people and, you know, do this coaching thing. And hopefully you've had a coach or a mentor. I think that's very supportive when we're trying to do something, you don't have to have a coach to be a coach, but I would say that it's kind of like trying to run a mastermind without being a mastermind or trying to, um, be a yoga teacher without ever taking a yoga class, but maybe learning about yoga, you know? So it's a bit like, it's it's really nice when you've had mentorship, I'm gonna start using this platform in a new way. And um, I'm so excited to share that journey with you. And then that's where all the imposter syndrome comes up and the mindset blocks and everything you, that you get to work through there. Then you start to share your heart and you start to offer. I always tell people the path of least resistance typically in creating a, a rough curriculum, Um, around the type of coaching that you want to do and working with people in a one-to-one capacity and starting to build, you know, your body of work through your writing, through your classes, um, through your experiences, where you're teaching people, where you're inspiring people, and then organically growing from there.
0: Mm, Yeah, and I love that you brought up uh, human design in this because, like, I think if you're going into the coaching world, you may or may not know about human design, but it was really helpful, helpful for me to find out like when I was pivoting or expanding into a different way of, of coaching and doing it more organic than, you know, sales calls and, um, convincing that I realized I was a projector and I'm waiting for invitation that, you know, manifesting and and working really hard on the other end of that. And then I also discovered like being a one, three projector that, Um, I should be sharing my human lessons, my human life learnings. And that makes me the expert in, in this area. And I'm like, oh, wait, I've been doing this my whole life. So if you, you know, start to look into human design and into coaching, you might find the answers already sitting there with you to start to share your heart and show up. But it's definitely a question of like, should I start my Instagram over? Or I know another common question is, should I have a business account and my personal account and keep them separate? And I already know that you feel strongly like if your business is your brand, let it be both because people want to know you and feel you. And and I think that with so many people teaching yoga, coaching, whatever profession, there's dozens and thousands of people in that area, but there's no one that has your energy and your message and your mission the same way. And one thing that I was thinking about just recently as I've been reflecting on this is like people don't remember what you what you do or what you say they remember how you make them feel and that's Maya Angelo. and so it's like that's how you can stand out in a world where there's so many people doing quote unquote what you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is so much around needing to be professional and needing to focus on one thing and niche down that people don't realize when it is this industry that's built off of connection. Like, wow, you figured something out that I desire to figure out. You have something seemingly effortlessly that I desire to have. And I want to learn from you and I'm inspired by you. It's like your story, the things that make you most different, you know, the picture of your coffee in the morning where you reflect on your gratitude for the day or you reflect on something that you learned um, at yoga last night or, you know, a picture of your cat and just you being silly or behind the scenes of your life. Like people want to know you. And that's going to be the number one reason that they want to work with you, especially as people start to say, well, everyone's a life coach. Well, everyone says, well, everyone's doing that. Yeah, but no one is you. No one has your energy. But when we try to be one dimensional, you know, and just do the five steps to X, Y, and Z, and here's my program, then it's, it doesn't have that magnetism. that really comes from you allowing yourself to be self-expressed and sharing stories and sharing life lessons, and not only sharing the teachings, but sharing about what that has meant for you in your life, right? If I say, um, you know, your shame is a source of your power and here are some ways to unlock shame. That's one thing. And that's helpful. But if I'm like, let me tell you about when I thought that my life was literally ending because I got diagnosed with general herpes, which was one of my worst fears laying on this thin mattress in Nepal, this guest house. I knew nobody for thousands of, you know, for hundreds of miles and I'm mourning the loss of my love life. And literally this, this conditional confidence bubble burst. And then I was pretty deep in, in shame and, and of this trauma for a while until I really went on a journey of self-discovery and exploring my shame. So one way that I really got shame out of the darkness and alchemized that was through this vulnerability project where I decided I was going to disclose to all of the hot guys, (laughs) all the guys I had crushes on that I dated for a while over the past three years and tell them about herpes. And it was like the scariest thing that I ever did. I had to go back with someone that I, I didn't disclose to and tell them I was about to throw up. I was so nervous. And what I received on the other end of that was the most love, the most connection that I've ever received in my entire life. I felt more seen. I realized I had friends in places that I thought people just saw me as an object and would reject me. I realized I was the one undervaluing myself the whole time. And so through that journey is where Living Brave was born. You know, that story of how this is actually applied to you in your life is going to be so much more compelling than here's the teaching. Here are five steps. It's like, here's what it means for me. Here's what it's meant for a client. Here's the story behind it. It's like sharing behind the scenes of my life. Here I went on vacation in Mexico. Okay, that's one thing that's inspirational. Someone might be like, oh, that's cool. She has that lifestyle. But what if I'm like, here I am in Mexico and here's like a moment that I'm choosing to romanticize and what it means for me and how I see life. And I'm celebrating the one year anniversary of my breakup or here I am and here's who I'm becoming on this trip. That's just such a deeper context. You know, when it's... When it's really sharing that the storytelling element, the human element.
0: Yeah. And I think it makes it so much more relatable when you tell these stories. Cause I know there's so many women that are like, Oh my God, I would never do what Shoshana did. She's telling everyone, but it makes me feel better. Like just you telling it is like, share helping other people not feel so much shame around it because you're telling the entire world and maybe they're not there with like sharing it in the way that you do but you show them that like it doesn't have to feel the way that they are feeling in this moment I know that that's like where your business started but like and you weren't like, Hey, work with me. And I'll, I'll show you five ways to get through being diagnosed with genital, genital herpes. But if someone's listening that like, is not in your world, but is in my world, like, what would you tell them if they are still feeling shame and guilt around that diagnosis?
1: Yeah, I would say it's, I think the reason this message is so potent is because it's not really fully about like HSV, you know, the thing that I think why the message spread so fast is because one in two women will experience an STI before age 25, but more so than that, a hundred percent of women will experience shame, (laughs) will experience something that they think makes them less than that has been like the scarlet letter. Um, and so realizing like, oh my gosh, this thing that I thought, like, if people only found out the truth about me, you know, that I'd be canceled. But like this woman on the internet is literally sharing this thing that I would, I'm horrified even thinking about and look how happy she is and look how confident she is. And look how many people are supporting her and look at the loving relationship she's in with this like really beautiful man who doesn't have HSV. who's just like cheering her on, like, wait, have, has this diagnosis just validated all of these old shame and fear stories that were already there. So for me HSV was it basically it's like it's not the diagnosis it's not HSV it's all it's doing is giving your already existing shame and feelings of not enough something to grasp onto. So if something like HSV happens to you and now you're like oh my god i'm going to die alone or i'm going to be alone for the rest of my life you were most likely already afraid of being alone. You're already afraid of ending up alone. And all this does is saying, look, it's giving shame, this feeling of like, oh my God, I'm going to be alone. A something to grasp onto something like, look, you were right. And the thing is about our, our fear and our shame. It just wants to be right. So it's constantly looking for evidence. So what I found this situation in my life just gave me a chance to see where I had old stories underneath the surface that were just waiting for something to be like, look, I'm right you know, because the truth is, it's just a skin condition. And I think the only shame around HSV is like, hi, I have sex and I'm a woman. Now that's why I have a vulva tattooed on my forearm. It's like, yes, I have a vulva and I'm a woman. And I feel like the shame around HSV, basically it's like, I had sex, you know? And like, I have genitals, like, yeah, no shit. You know, like that's literally what you're saying when you're saying I have HSV, it's just a very common skin condition. That means nothing about you and your character. And when you shift your energy towards it and you're just like, I'm super passionate about breaking stigma around this, you know, whether that's disclosing to someone you're being intimate with and you're like, it's made me feel a lot of shame for a long time. I've finally been able to shift my relationship around it. I'm really passionate about it. So vulnerable for me to talk about it, but to be honest, been such a catalyst for growth in my life. Then I will tell you out of the hundreds of people that I've talked to about this, it's very unlikely that someone's going to have a negative reaction to that or reject you. It's like, they'll be like, wow, that's really cool. And then you go off and have amazing sex, you know? So it's like your energy towards something, the way you approach it, the way you approach a conversation is going to dictate the response. So that was one of the biggest lessons when it came to something like HSV, but it's not it's not only HSV, you know, I've worked with people who are like, oh, there's this part of my story that I'm afraid to share, you know, um, that end up realizing that it's actually the part of them that people find most attractive, most brave not because of the thing itself, because of their energy around it. Um, and so, yeah, that, that is in a way how living brave started, but the truth is it was like something bigger. It was like, wow, when you really, take these things that you think make you less than, and you look at them and you really shake that belief, you know, if you find a wobble in that belief. If I'm like, you know, no one's going to accept me and it's just be this horrible thing, but then I disclose and I'm like, I don't want this journey to end because I'm finding like more connection than I've ever felt, you know, then all of a sudden the belief that I, this makes me less than is now a little bit shaky. You know, so I find that when we look at these things that we feel shameful about, like I'm too much and we just find that you just question them a bit. Sometimes you find that these are the things that people love you the most for. And then from there, you're so unstoppable.
0: Mm, it's so amazing to just witness the evolution of, of living brave and like the deeper work that you've done around it. And, you know, the space that you hold for other women really to see that yeah it's so much more than you know the skin condition and that so so many women have it there's nothing you know quote unquote wrong with 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 having sex (laughs) um so so thank you for sharing um your story here and I would love to hear just from where you're at now and where you were when I first started following you, what do you think it takes for someone that wants to amplify their impact in the world? Something that you have done so incredibly well over the last two years, what would you tell someone that's like, I want to have more impact with my story, whether that's HSB or, you know, death or loss of a relationship, how can someone start to make a difference in the world using their story and creating a mission from it?
1: Yeah, that's so beautiful. And one thing I'll share is like things start to really shift and evolve and take off. with Living Brave, when I realized it wasn't just about sharing the hard stuff and sharing the like struggle to victory story, it was also really about what's on the other side of that you know, what's on the other side? Like when you allow yourself to be happy for no reason and joyful and be in like celebration without having to reach to any kind of pain story or justify your celebration, that is really where the impact started to happen as well. It's like when I allow myself to, when I've worked through, you know, shame and heartbreak and pain, it's like, and that stuff always comes in life, but what about like just celebrating who I am and being joyful and expressing myself and that there's so much available when you allow yourself to really shine and celebrate um you'll find a lot of a lot of growth from that space and a lot of for a lot of people that's a bigger edge (laughs) than sharing um about some of the harder stuff right that's happened to them in their lives but I would say when we set out to like impact a lot of people. And like, I just need this to impact as many people as possible. Sometimes that can be, um, we lose the real why and we start to be like, well, what is really the intention? You know, do we just want to reach a ton of people with this message? Is that, is that really heart led? Like from the heart, it's like the, the inclination from the beginning is like, if I could help one person with this story, then that, then what, how could I not? and it's like for you first, it's not because I want to go impact thousands of people, but like I desire to have my life be something I'm proud of every day. You know, I desire to share the stuff that I would be writing anyways, because it feels good to really connect because it feels good to have work that I care about. So in an energy of, I would be talking about this regardless of if anybody was showing up. You know, like I would have my platform whether or not it made any money. So I would say for people starting there, and then before we're like, I want to have a multi-million dollar business. Like, no, you will, you will. If you desire that, you will. You know, but focus on what's right in front of you. So like the power of one connection. Now that was from the beginning. If one person could feel less alone, then this whole thing is worth it. And really starting to like build individual relationships because that's how your work spreads. It's, it's not through, and sometimes it is, right? But through like this viral TikTok video, it's like the real impact is gonna come through one person feeling like you changed my freaking life. And most people won't even tell you. Your impact is going far wider than you could ever imagine. People come into my world. They're like, I've been following you for seven years. Thank you so much. You know, before you even had a business, I'm like, whoa, I don't even know you existed. Or like you shifted my relationship to this, this, and this. You changed my life. So there are a lot of people who are seeing you and not even sharing And then from there, it's like one person, the depth of that impact, then they tell two people Then they tell three people, you know, work on real relationships, building real relationships with people, the depth of your work. And then the growth of the community, you know, comes with time. I would say growing our impact and community also comes from collaboration. You know, I can't imagine doing this in a silo, you know, having podcasts like this, you know, connecting with your clients. I know for me, every time I've I've joined a coaching program, I've met collaborators, friends, clients, grown my network exponentially. So don't do this in a silo (laughs) and then focus on the power of individual connection relationships, the power of, well, if just one person listens to this today and feels different, it's worth it. Do it for you first. And then watch the magic starts to happen
0: yeah as you were saying it i just kept thinking the power of one the power of one and then you you go on to say it, and i think that when we sit around and wait after a post and it only gets one or two likes but we poured our entire heart out into it it's like well you didn't post this for the likes you posted this because you were going to post it anyway i think that makes us less attached to the outcome and continue wanting to show up and serve regardless of how many likes or people see it. It's like, I'm doing this because I want to share, not because I want to share and receive something on the other end. So it's so, um, so freeing when you have that mindset shift or that mindset around why you're showing up and, you know, seeking to amplify impact, but it it starts, it starts with yourself. Yeah. And, and you're really an example
1: of that. Absolutely. And, you know, we're allowed to desire a big impact. And I'm allowed to be like, oh, I want like hundreds of people to read that post you know. but it's when I need it for my own self worth, you know, when that's a problem, it's like, instead of focusing on how do I not care? Just like, how can I be so rock solid and know that I'm whole and I'm enough. And then everything else from here is truly adding on, on top of that. So like, Posting this is enough. I'm good. I'm happy regardless. And every person I can still get excited. I can still want this to do really well. I don't have to pretend that I don't right, but I don't need it. And I trust in long-term horizon. So it's like, if I write something and two people like it, that's two whole humans, by the way, And maybe they actually read the whole thing rather than A picture that I post that does really well in the algorithm or it's me in a bikini and there's a fire emoji caption and people don't even read it but it gets a lot of likes so it's like we're we're confusing like likes and vanity metrics with actual connection there's so much that we can't see that's happening you know underneath underneath the surface with the likes and everything like that and knowing that I could write something. And then as I've done, like there's a post that I've written four times, you know, cause I keep taking it and refining it and adding to it. It's like someone can stumble across you and binge all of your content, or you can take something, you're building a body of work. You can take something and refine it a year later with your current understanding of it and have it reach 10 times the amount of people. So again, it's really about lengthening time horizon.
0: I feel that so much. And even, yeah, from, from your, your speaking on this and in our mastermind, I, I started repurposing some of my content from years ago when I was like yoga teacher going to sit in India for like 10 days of silence and repurposing it now for my, my coaching perspective. And it gets more likes, more shares, more saves than it did two or three years ago. And so it's like your post has more energy behind it. The more that you continue to learn that lesson, I feel.
1: Yeah. That's so beautiful.
0: Thank you so, so much, Shoshana. I feel like we could talk for hours as um, we do when we're in person, but thank you for taking your Saturday morning to be here, record with us. And of course, how can we plug in with you? If anyone on the podcast listening now wants to come and find you, where should we send that?
1: Oh, you're so amazing, Amber. Thanks for having me. The best way to connect. I'm really active on Instagram. So it's Shoshana underscore Raven. I have um, a free Facebook community, the Living Brave community. Amber's up in there. It's so fun. And we have some of our offerings at raven.com. So that's a place to browse testimonials. Not all of the programs are on there. We really do best, like if we're interested in our free experiences or our paid coaching and mentorship containers, just with actual like connection. So when people reach out and whether it's me or the team that responds, we just learn more about what you're looking for. where you're at. And we can really direct you in a way that might be most supportive.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Of
1: course, (laughs) of course, of course. And yeah, we love to hear your takeaways and your breakthroughs. Like I know Amber, like when you're doing your podcast, it's just so nice to know people are listening and to know like what really landed and resonated and what they're loving. It gives me inspiration to keep podcasting. So if something landed, reach out to us, like, tell us that this, this touched you. This is why we're in this work. It's like this connection with everybody here.
0: Yes, please. Because I always say like, someone will send me something like I've been listening to your podcast for so long. And this really, I'm like, but why have you been so silent? I didn't know anyone was listening. So it's so fun when, (laughs) when you, when you screenshot the podcast and, and tag us, let us know what really landed with you. And yeah, we'll talk to you on the next episode beautiful. Thank you. I love you. Love you.